Here they come! Hello, and welcome to episode 138 of Effectively Speaking, the podcast that takes a look at some of the special effects sequences of film and television, be they classic, average, or duff. I'm your host, Eric Moore, and today I'm joined by Mark McGee to discuss the speeder bike sequence from Return of the Jedi. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Ready to move up. Ready for a trip through the woods then, Mark? I can't wait, but I'm in a bit of a hurry. Oh, yeah. Mm. What, what's your transport, then? Well, I've got a couple of bikes. Push bikes or these bikes that we're going to be talking about? No, i got speeder bikes. Speeder bikes. That's all right, then. Speeder bikes. Although, you know, the, uh, the woods <laughs> that we're going to be talking about today, not really the woods that we have in England, really, are they? No. They're a little bit biggerer. Bit biggerer. I was going to ask later on. I mean, you know, Return of the Jedi, Forest Moon of Endor, and all yep. that. You know, uh, what is your take on you know very Earth-like aspects in the Star Wars universe? I mean, now now you're older than you were when you were little. Does it bother you? Does it rankle you that oh, that's a, a redwood forest or anything like that, mm. or do you just go with the flow? No, I think with with Star Wars, you just got to go with the flow because. You know, they have whole planetary ecosystems, which kind of desert planet, snow planet, (laughs) the the forest moon, uh, and that sort of stuff. The only thing that just does worry me is the Ewoks, but um, that's Mm. probably a different podcast. (laughs) Ewoks worry a lot of people. I'm, I'm, I'm just grateful, you know, when they did the special editions that, you know, George Lucas didn't go well yeah that's still too earth like let's turn them blue or something like that you know yeah yeah that's something i'm going to mention i think later Mm. Um, i do actually like this little bit of grounding because you kind of are not distracted by all the fluff and the eye candy (coughs) moss eisley you could just get on with the story (laughs) Which, but also i mean you know we'll 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 talk about when we talk about the sequence i i think as well you know uh, uh, what benefits um, you know this sequence is the fact that it's set during a forest we've all walked through woods we've all gone through a forest you see someone slam into a tree you know what that's going to feel like don't, <laughs> don't you? you can relate to, to, to this rather yes. than a battle in space where very rare amount of people have actually been we can all relate to this yeah and I think you you get that sense of scale because you've got those <laughs> real things in there obviously redwoods are massive um slightly bigger than some of the trees we have but also that <laughs> just a tad <laughs> the sense of speed as yes, well i think yeah. which is key in this one it feels like it's it's essentially a car chase and it just feels like a chase so. ah you say car chase i say wild west because Ooh. this is clearly you know when i was growing up and you know rainy sunday afternoon you watch a western yeah. um, there was always a good guy and a bad guy on a horse riding side by side and someone would jump from one saddle onto the other <laughs> horse, wouldn't true. they? You That's know, true, so yeah. that I think of it every time. Every time Luke jumps across, it's like, hmm, I've seen this in a Burt Lancaster film or whatever, you know? So so effectively, he moves through all the uh, his favourite genres. 
Yes. Yeah. Through the films, fair yeah. enough. And All right, so this is the first time you and I have spoken, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, which is a bit I don't weird. Think you've, you, you, you haven't talked Return of the Jedi before on this show, have you? I'm no, pretty I sure. Don't, I don't We've done so, so many episodes now, it all gets very vague. But how, how old were you when it came out? Were you a nipper? Uh, no, I would have been in my teens. I would have thought, what year did it come out? 83. Okay, yeah, so early teens. Hmm. So I wasn't wasn't that young, and obviously this was on the back of that three year wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was the wait agon- worth it? Agonizing. I thought so. I absolutely loved this one. There was nothing you weren't bothered by, you know, the Ewoks too much. Not at the time. It's only sort of going back when you think, would they have really defeated the Empire? Mm. No, but you know, plot device. Plot, yeah. plot, was it? Uh, yeah, when you Story think about driven. it, yeah, when you think about it, it's like, yeah, all they've got is sticks and rocks. It, it hugely diminishes the coolness of a stormtrooper that they can go down just with some sticks and rocks. However, what what the quite often the un, something people do tend to overlook with the Ewoks is they originally intended to eat the heroes. Well, yes, um, and, and and at the end, you know, the victory celebration, yeah. and somebody's playing drums with all those helmets. Yeah, is, is that the main course? And what you know, what, what meat are they cooking? What are they cooking yeah, on those well, spits? There you go. Yeah, yeah. Mm. All right, so yeah, welcome to Return of the Jedi. Then welcome to this forest that we're going to be going through today, which is um, not in Northern California at all. Absolutely not. No, I mean the reason they're in Northern California, <laughs> or not in Northern California, the reason we're using whacking great big trees like this is because George Lucas said, well, we've already had trees on Dagobah. We're having trees again. These trees mm. have got to look completely different to the trees on Dagobah. And that's why they went for the very straight, very tall ones, didn't they? Rather than the creeper-bound yeah. ones we saw on Dagobah. I think also they had a... Didn't they have a facility up in Marin County um, that uh, Lucasfilm used? Anyway. Well, yes, and, and also this forest was due, due to be cleared, wasn't it? Um, they were going to fell the trees, so it wasn't a problem having pyrotechnics and stuff. <laughs> they, didn't mind, they didn't mind blowing it up. No, and they do. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, again, you know, this is 83, so, yeah. you know, when something's blown up, most of the time, that's a real explosion. Something is being splintered. Uh, yeah, so also I think I heard that this is the same Redwood Forest that was used for E.T.? Yes, yes. Okay, well, I wasn't wrong then. Okay. Yeah, and there's a bit on E.T. again for the uh, behind the scenes, which we'll talk about. Okay. But, uh, shall, shall we get into the actual uh, Let's sequence do it. itself? Let's do it. Let's jump on our bikes and zoom away, shall we? There he goes. And we're off. 
Yeah, I thought we would start, you know, at the "Hey, it's me" line <laughs> from, uh, from from Han Solo um, um, yeah. just before he cocks up the knocking out of the two uh, scout <laughs> troopers. Yeah, the scout troopers. Before we talk about the sequence, what do you think of the design of the scout troopers? I really liked them at the time um, because other, I think the only other variant of the stormtrooper you saw before this was the snowtrooper, which was effectively a stormtrooper in a coat um, yes. with a dress. Uh, and you had obviously the pilots and the attack pilots, but these guys, they just felt like they were right for, I don't know, just scouts <laughs> that's weird but um i quite I, I there's quite a lot about their design that i, I actually really really quite like and i wish they'd have had a bit more variety at mm. the time yeah um, it, it's good that they're called scout troopers because you know traditionally in in, in fiction and real life the, the scouts traveled light didn't they yeah. they weren't burdened down and if they're on a very lightweight vehicle like these guys are you wouldn't want them wearing full armour, would you? No. The only thing, obviously, that, that kind of grates a little bit is because they're white. In mm. white in white armour, which you would have thought they would have been a little bit more camouflaged. But then, you know, looking at the whole Imperial ethos, it was all about striking fear. So, yeah, it, but did, so it didn't matter if you saw I, them, I, I take it it's, it's not so much striking fear. It's that they don't consider the Ewoks... A threat because if they <laughs> did, true. then maybe they might have camouflaged. They've just yeah. gone in. They haven't paid any attention to the Ewoks, so they don't go to any attempt to disguise themselves. You know, um, you know. I I really like the designs. I always think of these guys um, when I uh, started. You, you know, when I joined the five hundred and first, and I went on my very first troop. Because you've got to go round when you're in the five hundred and first. You have to. Um, on your induction day, that's the first day that you that you kit up and you're you know in your outfit. And I was a sand trooper, um, and uh, on the very first day you do that, you spend the morning as what's called a spotter. You're one of the people in the polo shirts that's you know you know standing by, you know making sure the people in costume don't trip over curbs and stuff like that. And you know if if um, people have questions. They ask you. They don't ask the person in the uniform because they've got to stay in character all the time, you know. Mm. So my job on that day it was a, it was a Star Wars weekend at Legoland in Windsor, and uh, my morning I was spotting for the scout troopers. Right, there was like three or four of these guys, and we're walking around, and it was it was a really hot day, just like this. Okay, in May. It, of course, it was May the fourth, wasn't it? Yeah, and uh, it was a really warm day, and I'm I'm watching these guys, and every fifteen minutes or so, they had to stop and just stand underneath the tree, right? And I'm I'm watching them and thinking, bloody hell, if they're getting this hot and they're not in full armour, mm. what am I going to be like this afternoon as a sand trooper? Not only in full armour, but I got that, and it was very heavy. The backpack a sand trooper wears yeah. is bloody heavy. And it's like, oh shit, I'm I'm going to pass out, you know, and uh, and it's like if if those guys they're hardly wearing any armour and they're getting that hot, what am I going to be like? But it turns out I hadn't considered this is that yeah they're not wearing as much armour as a regular stormtrooper, but the 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 soft parts of a scout trooper costume are padded, right? Right. So if anything, you're hotter as a scout trooper than you are as a regular stormtrooper. You know, hmm. plus 
regular stormtroopers, there's enough space in the helmet that you can put a couple of little fans in if you want to blow air, right? You haven't got that in a scout trooper helmet, you know? And I never knew that at the time. I do know now, and it's like, ah, I understand now why they would try and stand in the shade whenever possible. It's interesting. Um, Because you, (laughs) when you said that they just like regularly went to trees, I just thought that's because they're scout troopers and they need that comfort. They did did keep doing near near a tree. (laughs) Whenever there would be crowds of children coming, they would like veer off and go behind a tree, (laughs) (laughs) climb trees. (laughs) Nothing to see here. Move along. Yeah. Uh, All right. But they also, I think, also just looking at the design of them, they do remind me uh, a lot of the sort of masks and stuff you would see on sort of like BMX bike professionals. Yes. And and, um, uh, Speedway. Yes. Yeah. If you're, if you, if those of you who know what Speedway is, Mm. um, and it kind of suit, I kind of felt it fitted the fact that they were essentially on bikes. Yes. And they kind of it, felt it, like they were on bikes and they were it, bike people. It looks aerodynamic, doesn't it? A Stormtrooper yeah. helmet. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, this sequence then. Yeah, Han cocks it up, doesn't he? He's going <laughs> to take out these two scout troopers who have been behind a tree. I guess I guess we both know what they were doing behind a tree. <laughs> having a break. Having a ma- break. Young yes. man. Yes. yes. It's yes. a family show. They're yeah. having a break. Having yeah. a sandwich. Yes. And, uh, yeah, the step on the twig bit, um, you know, all that business. Um and one escapes, one of the scout troopers manages mm. to get on his bike and uh, he gets on it, you know, full-size prop bike. But it, that's a model shot as he zooms off into yep. the distance um, as he rides a- away. And uh, immediately shot by Chewbacca. Yep. Um, and so that's the end of him. Um, the two others escape and Luke and Leia take after them. Well, Leia takes after them, doesn't she? She yes. jumps onto the bike, and Luke goes, Leia, wait. How did she know that Luke was going to follow? Otherwise, it would have just been Leia chasing them, wouldn't it? Well, she didn't, did she? And that's, that's very impulsive of it. You know, a little bit of the uh, Skywalker showing, mm. showing there. Very impulsive. And the, the impulsive, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, off off they go. Uh, they're on one bike chasing these two bikes. Um, yeah. And plenty of uh, a mixture of model work going on here. Yeah. Um, along with, you, you know, the actors on their uh, prop bikes in front of a blue screen. Uh, what's going on all around them, we'll talk about in behind the scenes and how they achieved all this. Mm. Um, but it's a terrific sequence. And I think an awful lot of what helps it is there's no music. Yeah, I, mean, I was going to mention that because it's, surprisingly absent yes in it an entire sequence i've I've seen it uh before where john williams kind of like instinctively knows where to put in music and where not to and just allow ben burt's you know uh sound effects tell the story and they are terrific you know every time you know a scout trooper presses down on the throttle and he goes up a gear you know that's terrific that the, the, the whine of the bikes is brilliant. Yep. The, the zoom in as they come past us, you know, yep. as if we're standing in the forest and they zoom past. All brilliant stuff. And I think that just adds to the pacing of it as well because you you get that... Again, I'm going to hark back to Speedway because I used to go to Speedway quite a lot when I was younger uh, as a spectator, not as a participant. Lord. And I just remember that point where the bikes would just go past the, where you were sat and you could feel it. Yes. In, in your stomach as, yeah. as they went past. And I used to love that. And I kind of get the same feeling from mm. this, from this sequence, is that you just feel like these are powerful, fast 
machine. And they are moving very, very yeah. fast. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And you don't need the music to, to add to that. No, no. And, um, you know, Luke says to lad, try and get alongside that one, which they do, and yeah. he jumps across and pushes the guy off, who immediately hits that tree. <laughs> oh, now, yeah. my, every time Luke Skywalker jumps from one bike to the other, I always think, that's, he's bloody lucky there isn't a little sapling or something at, like, <laughs> at groin height as he made that jump, you know? Because <laughs> the saga would have ended a bit quickly then, wouldn't it? Uh, it would have been in a completely different... Uh, uh, yes, it would have gone scene. a bit of a different way. Um, but yeah, that, that thump of the, you know, the guy hitting the tree and then falling down. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, one of the very few stormtroopers that hit a tree that didn't explode. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. But yeah, you do feel it though. I mean, you yes. know. Crunch. I've been on a rope swing and, and, and been oh. too uh, excessive and come back to the trunk a bit faster than I thought. And that blooming well hurt. Those of us of a certain age have all been there. Yeah. <laughs> what do you um what do you make of Mark Hamill as an actor? He's all right, I suppose. I I I mean, I know more of his voice voice work. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just that when when that happens, you know, and he he jumps across and, you know, the guy hits the tree and falls down. He sort of looks back behind him and then forwards and he's got this look on his face and I think I think we as an audience I think that's put in that's the cheer moment. We'll go, okay. hey, he's such a hero and, and he's given this like, you know, actory bit but it, I don't know, he just seems to be pulling a funny face to me. I, to be honest, I didn't notice. So no. I'll have to go back and All check right. that bit. But, uh... Well, we've got two more speeder bikes join the chase, don't they? Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, and I always think one of the guys out the two of them, one that nearest the camera, always looks very puppet-like, and that's because he is because he does this movement where he like crouches over his handlebars and backwards mm. and forwards, and it is because he is essentially a rod puppet. That's not an actor on the full-size bike there. Oh, yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> well, I suppose we'll get to that in a bit, but that's they couldn't afford any more scout troopers. This is true. Um, and also, you know, I always think these two scout troopers are, you know, very, very pivotal in the Star Wars saga in that Luke and Leia have absolutely no idea that they're behind them. Luke's not feeling yeah. the force and sensing they're behind them because they don't know um, that they're behind them until they open fire yeah. and, of course, miss, miss. Yeah. you know, because that's what scout... I mean, you know, Mandalorian has reaffirmed this, have <laughs> haven't they? They're not very good shots. They should have got in a bit closer because if they had just killed them, well, the saga ends there as well, doesn't it? Pretty much, and the lineage, yeah, and everything. But I do, I do love this next bit where Luke um, says, "Stay on this one. I'll take these two." Puts the brakes on, yeah, and and zooms between them and behind them. I don't know yeah. how these brakes work. You know, on on a speeder bike like this, <laughs> so, um, it uses the force, obviously. Mm. <laughs> well, now you now you've mentioned it. Yeah, it's, it is a bit weird. It just yes. kind of it kind of I don't know whether it kind of makes sense because you you would have seen this sort of maneuver in in war films, yeah, and stuff. You know, with it just. It is. It's terrific. It's really well done. It's really well edited. The way he just zips back behind them, and now he's got the advantage. I do wonder. I mean, we know that Luke's a great pilot. Mm. Uh, okay, he takes after his father and everything, so he can pick up handling, you know, vehicles really, really quickly. 
Does that also apply to Leia? Because they both seem to know exactly how to use an Imperial scout bike very, very well. Well, unless unless you know she was uh, older, older swoop bike ch- uh, champion. Oh, you know younger, the phrase it? swoop bike, do you? <laughs> I'm aware of that fella. Yes. All right, all right. We'll talk about that in behind the scenes as well. <laughs> all right. Um, yes. And Leia's one accelerate, and Luke, uh, sorry, Leia comes down from above. He mm. thinks he's getting away, and she's way above him and comes down. Yeah. Why doesn't he just go up above the trees, apart well, from dramatic reasons? Yeah, I, I would say plot. Mm. He's, he's got a plot ceiling that he can't can't go on because she's mm. just done it. So why not? Yes. But I think you'll see that as well if you look at a lot of the um, space battles. They've to mis misquote Spock. They you know they they think two dimensionally. Mm. They're, not, they're not thinking three-dimensionally <laughs> Oh, maybe that's in, what it is. Things. That's maybe but, what uh, it is. Perhaps that's just the way he's trained. Maybe, you know. maybe. I do like the shooting at her. I mean, yes, he, yeah, he couldn't hit a barn door. Um, but it, it, it's, it's not rushed, you know. He takes one shot, we have a pause. He takes another shot, you know. And he yeah. take, it's a few shots before he actually finally does hit her bike. Yeah. And, that, and that's where she comes off. I think um, also... That this harks back to what you were saying earlier about them being sort of lightly equipped. These are the only t- I, this is the only Imperial pistol that I seem to recall seeing. I don't I don't recall seeing any other trooper with just a pistol. No, you've got stormtrooper pistols. They're a bit bigger. It's the, the thing I made. You know the Nostromo pistol, yeah. whatever that's based on. You know that that I think Swedish machine gun or whatever. You've got a machine pistol sort of sized one they use them in the mandalorian and as well they brought them back to the mandalorian uh, so they're bigger than this yeah these are very compact because they've got to go yeah. in their um their boot holster haven't they but, but i thought it was just nice that he actually used a pistol rather than pulling out some massively <laughs> obscenely huge yeah. gun which which probably would happen these days I oh, like, look, I've just got this stashed. <laughs> yes, I like the idea. I mean, it's the same thing with Judge Dredd. You know, you have a boot holster because, you know, that's the easiest place to put your bike when you're riding your vehicle. You can access your, your, your gun that much better than if it was on your waist belt yeah. when you're sat hunched over a you or know, tucked down handlebar. the back of your pants. Or tucked in the back, back of your pants. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, she goes. <laughs> Leia, she falls off. And yep. and um, and then he's dead as well. He crashes into that uh, <laughs> tree root. I just it's, it's kind of you can see his face though, can't you? Behind behind his mask, where mm. he's like, "Yeah, I got gotcha. you." Oh, ah, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but <laughs> then he hits hits that. Is it, is it that the one where he hits the end of the tree? Yeah, the, the it's the, the tree end stump the that's fallen. Yeah. The, the tree roots. But it doesn't. If you dwell, if you pause on that scene, there's nothing left. No, <laughs> it's like absolute vaporized. Yeah, <laughs> which is why I mean that earlier stalk treatment was lucky. You know, during this mix. sequence, you know, they begin over things, under things, around things. There's oh yeah, that yeah, really. But where they go through, like a, um, it's almost a tunnel, isn't it? It's an archway, yeah. and they go through. I mean, it's all done very, very well. That, that was a really difficult bit on the arcade game. That one. Oh, was it? <laughs> oh, this whole thing was a terrible, difficult level. Oh, on the right, game. right, right. Um, there is another odd facial choice from Mark Hamill there's a bit <laughs> where it, he, he turns his sideways his bike sideways through 90 degrees and then back up again and he pulls a face of a oh, fuel that was a, cl- a close one but they didn't put a background plate on 
to make it look like he's just gone through a narrow space or anything like that. Oh, okay. He just tips to one side and back up with a few. That was a close one, but nothing actually happened. Perhaps that was something they were supposed to do in, in post-editing. Yeah, and they missed it or something. <laughs> Um, but I can forgive that because next we've got the lightsaber oh, moment, yeah. you know, and and this is brilliant, you know, yeah. because they're stuck together, aren't they? Their their control veins on the front yeah. uh, stick together, um, and you know Luke can't disengage it, and in the end decides to jump. That's a good stunt as well. That fall through the air when he lands is really really good. Mm. The other one manages to disconnect, and he comes round for the kill, doesn't he? Yeah. Which it, which is great, and um, back when I used to run role playing games, I did a Star Wars one, and I had a very similar manoeuvre. But being the GM that I was, I fumbled the roll, <laughs> which I think might have happened here. Right, yeah, <laughs> because yeah, the guy comes in, he thinks he thinks he's got him. Luke gets his lightsaber out, and again, it's a it's an excellent little sequence. This, you know, mm. the the deflecting of the blasts. He comes by Luke. As uh, that's bloody good timing, you know. Mind you, if he had been a second later, he would have just cut the scout trooper in half, wouldn't he? Yeah. Rather than the veins off. I don't like the out of control spinning noise. No, that was that is very almost Wilhelm's Wilhelm scream level of annoyance. Yeah. Isn't it? It's one of these things that you get in Return of the Jedi where you've got something, either music or, or a sound effect, to say, oh, isn't this funny? Isn't this cute? You know, usually it's to do yeah. with the Ewoks, you have things like this going on. But, uh, but no, uh, yeah, he explodes as well, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they must just pack him full of explosives, no, these, yeah, these nothing scout to... troopers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, that fuel tank can't be very big. I mean, it's basically, it's like a, a an earth bike, isn't it? It must be, you know, between their legs. But it's not yeah. a big, it's not a big tank, is it? Well, it depends on what fuel they're using, I suppose. Oh, I guess so. They, they could say it's, it's unobtainium. Unobtainium. S- super explodium or something. Yeah. So that's it, you know, Leia's off to meet Wicket, Luke's off to go back and, what, she's not with you, um, yeah. to Han, yeah. um, and that's our sequence. It's not a very long sequence, really, is it? It's, not, what, not less than all. five minutes. Yeah, but I think, like you say, out of having all the, you know, slow sort of pace stuff that goes on when when they're on end or... And the only other sort of action, big action you've got is up in space. It's mm. really nice to see this. I kind of feel like it's a bit like the um, Battle of Hoth, you know, where they've got to have a sort of <laughs> ground-based yes. event that, that that happens. I don't remember one in New Hope. But what's it's nice is that this sequence is uninterrupted. We have it yeah. in its entirety. All the action that takes place after this is intercut. You've got the battle in space and you've got yeah. the battle in the in the forest, haven't you? But this yeah. is a nice little standalone little sequence, isn't it? Yeah. I, again, it's it's unusual in that you know no no music behind it. It's very much. Well, you'd I'd love it to be all, all one shot, but it's not. Mm. But um, like you said, it's just standalone lovely little exciting chase yeah and and it's proper original trilogy star wars in that we've got these brand new characters the scout troopers yeah. on brand new bikes it's not a big deal they're just there yeah. nothing's explained or anything nope. like that there's no big build nope. up there's no big reveal they just nope. they just had a pee behind the tree and they come out <laughs> a sandwich uh, all right, sorry, a sandwich. And, uh, Don't yes. destroy my childhood. <laughs> and, and, and they're just there, and that's what I like about the original trilogy. You know? 
yeah, before the special yeah. editions. Yeah. And again, I think it comes, when you look at the design of the bike, you know, it's, it is functional. It's mm. not ostentatious. It's not over the top. You can imagine it doing what it's doing. Yes. And it, yeah. and it is very much sort of almost World War II in style, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so so the sequence is over, so we'll just talk about how we saw what we saw on the mm. screen. And you've you've been doing some research, haven't you? I, I have. I've been uh, digging I've been through my research. Little, little bit of Star Wars books that I have. <laughs> so feel, feel free to interject during yeah. this, all right? Um, I don't know if you know, but from the early, early, earliest days of Return of the Jedi, um, there was always going to be a bike chase. Even in the very first draft, okay, there mm. was a bike chase. And in that very first outline, it, the, the film actually starts with Darth Vader and Moff Jajerod, you know, that okay, guy, yes. the Emperor's coming here, that guy, uh, landing on a moon. Um, and Leia is there too. And at one point is chased on, and it says here, rocket cycles. Yay! And she's thrown off one and knocked unconscious. So in the very first outline, you've got a moon, layers on it, there's a rocket cycle chase, and she falls off and is knocked out. Right? That sound, sounds very uh, sort of Flash Gordon, doesn't it? It does. Uh, rocket it, sleds. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the updated outline has still got her on the moon. But this time, she has a gun battle with stormtroopers, and there's a scout walker, right, mm-hmm. after her, with Darth Vader in it. Ooh. Darth Vader actually operating a, a chicken walker. Um, Leia <laughs> escapes on a rocket cycle. There's a race through trees now, so now we've got trees okay. in. She runs into an Ewak, because originally they weren't <laughs> Ewoks, they were Ewaks. I just want that name now. Ewak. Yeah, she runs into an Ewak trap and is thrown from her bike unconscious. And over many, many drafts, the same thing is there. Leia is on a bike, she's in a chase, she falls off, she's not unconscious. Oh, until dear. we get to what we see on screen. Sorry, that's tickled me immensely. Yes. <laughs> now, George Lucas could be very vague about, you know, what things actually look like, okay? And he went to Joe Johnson, you know, the brilliant Joe Johnson, and said that the bikes should be like a land speeder motorcycle, something for one man to ride on. And I've got a quote here from Joe Johnson, who says, that was as far as he went. He hadn't designed or really thought about the whole bike chase sequence too much. The only thing I remember him saying repeatedly was, they need to fly through the trees, dodging around, and they need to look like they're going 200 miles per hour. All right? Mm-hmm. So you have seen, because you've got your books out, I have seen. I've got it I've got right in front of me out. right now. Yeah. There are many, many, many design yep. choices that they could have gone for, for these, uh, what have became speeder bikes. Um as you say, swoop bikes. Some of them were resurrected as swoop bikes. Do you care to tell us what a swoop bike is, Mark? Um, I only know it from extended from the extended universe, from like graphic novels and, and the role playing game in particular. But mm-hmm. they were basically you had swoop gangs, yeah, who were ba- who were hell's angel type sort of raiders and stuff that had hover repulsor lift bikes mm. that have mostly looked. They were very much a chopper style. Yes, um, sort of you know, not far off the sort of military 
style ones, but a little bit more ostentatious. Yeah. I mean, um, I can't remember because it was such a long time ago, but Star Wars in character have mentioned swoop bikes. And I can't remember. I'm, I'm, I've got a vague feeling it's either when they were talking about um, the the guy the guy in a black spacesuit in Mos Eisley Cantina, who it turns out was a Carillion, just like Han Solo. Okay. And his backstory on Carillia, he was a swoop bike pilot having a race with Han Solo. Mm. That might be right, it might be wrong. Or the other thing was um, Fixer from the deleted scene in A New Hope. You know, Luke's mate had a swoop bike. But anyway, swoop bikes have been retroactively put into backstories of Star Wars characters. That's right. Um, I've not seen Solo, but isn't there a reference to him in that? Oh, um, no, I I think swoop bikes are actually in solo okay that's a good point actually yeah so solo i i mean i don't mind solo i i, I quite enjoy it but it's instantly forgettable every time i watch it it's like, <laughs> i'd forgotten that i'd forgotten I, I've that ne- i've never seen it but i'd kind of read around it so right where they were i mean you don't need to see it to know who no. you know han solo is you don't need to see that film no yeah no there are yeah no i'm thinking there is a bike chase and aren't no no i was just thinking about uh, the last yeah. of those sequels. No, that's not. Doesn't it have a really big sort of engine that's stuck out of the front. It's almost like a cross between a pod racer and a speeder bike. It's, yeah, um, yeah, it's that sort of thing. Yeah, but also they appeared. Um, they reused some to some degree the uh, some of the design choices in uh, the animated series. So you mm. see, um, you know, a swoop bike. I think Cad Bane had one in Clone Wars, and you've got very similar yes, style ones yes, in yeah. Rebels. So yeah, that that they are reusing the uh, the concept of these like jet rocket cycles, uh, still, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at some of the concept illustrations. What's interesting? This is from um, the Star Wars archives. Yep. Book, um, quite an old one. Um, and the the three that are there, one looks like Macquarie, but the other two, I don't really recognise who did those but they're all very much uh pilot right at the front they're all like mini airplanes yes they don't they don't really look like the bike that we ended up with which i think is a great design yeah 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 it's almost like they're sat on like surfboards or something like that they're right at the front aren't they yes. with everything happening behind them yeah. yeah and one one's got a clear canopy yeah sort of at, at the front we'll be putting lots of pictures up on on facebook when this episode comes out so cool. folks, you, folks you can have a look um, yeah. But Joe Johnson, you know, as well as being, you know, a, a, a great designer and concept artist and model maker and that, he did a, an awful lot of the storyboards for the uh, uh, for the films. And uh, in some of his storyboards, it shows that when Luke and Leia take the bikes at the beginning here, they're spotted by a couple of troopers up in a watchtower. Oh, right. The bikes are actually stored, yeah, at the base of a watchtower, and they shoot at Luke and Leia as they leave. Um now the chase itself, it, it it was planned out by doing a videomatic, you know, where you just do it in miniature on a quite crudely on a on a video camera, and so they made a miniature set which was uh, built on a eight foot by four foot sheet of plywood. We, they put a green carpet down over it and they populated it with trees, yeah. uh, which were two foot high cardboard tubes, and they were left over from ET 
You know, there's right. another ET yeah. connection when they were planning things out miniature-wise. They were left over from that. And I think it's in one of the making ofs that we're out at the time when Return of the Jedi, Jedi comes out. You see these little animatics that they made with these little miniature speeder bikes with action yeah. figures on them. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember seeing those. In fact, I'm just reading a bit in um, Stopped in the Galaxy. Right. T- talks about the videomatic um, that, he, that he did. Yeah. I mean, it was overseen by Ken Ralston and, and Dennis Muren. And uh, the, basically, you've got a uh, one of the bikes is on a wire, a rigid wire. And then you've got a small video camera just following them along. And it was just mm. to get an idea about, you know, how this might work. A video storyboard, if you like. Yeah. Um, and the chase originally was going to be uh, done by doing it just the same, but on better quality cameras, um, miniature bikes on a massive set. Yeah. Um, but they nixed that idea because it, it, it would have to be big enough and flexible enough for a camera <laughs> to get through it. Uh, they'd um, run out of trees before they you would yes shot, yeah. I, I mean <laughs> they say that for just a four second shot you would need roughly eight it would have to be 80 feet long with a backdrop yeah. about 100 feet wide for four <laughs> seconds 80 yeah. feet of miniature set I think this is why for a lot of the Jerry Anderson stuff they ended up using that roller concept didn't they yes yeah yeah, to get, to get around sort of that sort of thing. Now, I mentioned Dennis Muren, right? And Dennis Muren, rightly, you, you, you know, is highly regarded in the special effects field. You know, he's he's a fantastic talent. But he also has this ability of just thinking out of the box for a moment, right? And going, hmm. And, of course, he's the one who came up with the idea for Jurassic Park. Is there... Can we look into a, maybe computers doing this because they were going to go stop motion for everything and he's the one going "Mm, maybe computers can do this and here he had gone to the you know the live action uh, redwood forest to take reference shots of the trees and that and he starts going hmm is there any some way we could just shoot this forest everything is here that we need is there any way that we could film this forest Um, everything we need is here but we can't go through it at high speed, all right? So I don't know, again, Mark, I don't know if you know yeah. this, but they actually thought of um, filming by hanging a camera from a cable, okay, and just having the cable, like a zip wire, if you like, a zip wire going yeah. through the forest with a camera and filming its journey. But that, that was no good because you couldn't, it, it wouldn't be thrilling. It would go in a straight line through the forest. It wouldn't go through trees up and over or anything like that. Um, they next thought about driving through the forest, a guy driving through a forest on a motorbike with a helmet camera, okay? Nix that idea, because again, you can't do too much. They even, this must be true, but I can't believe, they considered a rocket suit, <laughs> all right? <laughs> now, do you remember Thunderball, the James Bond film, Thunderball? I uh, do. That, yes. that, that was a real rocket suit, wasn't it? It was a guy by the yeah. name of Nelson Tyler. Right, who flies for real? He's the Rocket Man. They actually considered having him do it and fly through the forest, but number one, he was too expensive. Number two, that's bloody dangerous. <laughs> if if he had an accident, not only does he blow up, but the whole forest blows up. You know? Yeah. So old Dennis, there, he's he's walking around, thinking, "What can we do? What can we do?" And he had brought along his little Bolex camera, 
and as an experiment, he began walking along, filming it at eight frames a second. Yeah. Okay. So when it was processed and they put it through uh, a regular projector at the regular 24 frames per second, it was three times the speed. And it actually didn't look too bad. And that's when the light bulb came on. It's like, we can do this. And so that's what they did. And this is for, you know, the 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 background plates and the foreground plates. Yeah. Um, so every time you see, be it the puppet or, you know, the actors behind them or in front of them, the trees, that is real. That, 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 that was accomplished. Three days were given over in this Redwood Park to a guy by the name of Garrett Brown, who wore a Steadicam rig, all right? And basically, he walked uh, through the forest, okay? Now, they had put down a number of ramps hidden by ferns and things like that, so when the ground was too uneven for him, there were ramps, so, you know, it was relatively smooth. There was still a bit of a wobble. They wanted a bit of a wobble to the camera, because you don't want it absolutely smooth. Um, They also disguised any cables and stuff that were there, you know, with... With, with potted plants and things like that and off he went um, and he walked a preset path and uh, his stride was 5 feet per second alright, they worked out that he was going at 5 feet per second so they shot one frame every 1.3 seconds and in between each frame he would walk about 7 feet so that when played back at 24 frames a second, it looked like they were going at about 168 feet per second or around 120 miles per hour so that's how they did it. It's a guy walking through the forest, basically, and then sped up, right? But the other thing, and I think this is really clever, to begin with, they thought, well, we, we, we're going to need to film for the front view, the back view, the two side views, and up and down. But then they realized, hang on, the front view, if we just reverse it, we've got a back view. We don't need to do it, right? <laughs> And, and it's absolutely right, because when you're watching this, right slap bang in the foreground, you've got somebody on, on a speeder bike. You're not really looking at the background. No. You're, you're, you're not realizing that's a shot you've just seen, but now it's reversed, you know? And I think that's all very, very clever, don't you? Absol- I mean, absolutely. It's Because uh, <coughs> it works. On screen, it just works. And it's amazing, the kinetic energy. I mean, they must have work, had to work out, the, right, everything's got to be sped up three times, right? So, so right, okay, so if you're going to go round this tree, you've got to go at X speed because, you know, you know, to just work out so it doesn't look like it's speeding up, slow down, speed up, slow down. You know, that path, I'd love to have been there when they're working out the path. And now, and now, Garrett, you've got to go under this tree now and you've got a sharp left there, you know. Mm. Cloud, oh. oh, oh, to work in special effects, eh? <laughs> it was, don't know about you, it was every, oh, my dream as a young man. Oh, yeah, I'm, well, <laughs> I, I, I would have done it if I hadn't had crap career advice at my school. Um, <laughs> Didn't we all? Yes, yeah. So, so you know, I, it is a standout sequence, isn't it? I mean, there are many yeah. standout sequences in Return of the Jedi, and this is uh, right up there, isn't it? Yeah, I th- what's just literally what's just come into my head as a comparative is the minecart scene in Temple of Doom. Mm-hmm. Because on paper, conceptually, it's the same thing, just different vehicles. But you look at the the model work and the way it was filmed. This one just 
works and mm. that one just doesn't yeah. <laughs> anymore. Um, and I don't know, what, what came first? Um, they're the same year, aren't they? Are they? Because the, cause the, the, yeah, you know, the... I think they're the same year. Because the, the good thing about this one is I, you, you know they use action figures um, on some of the model, on the model shots, but because it goes past so quickly... You're not really aware of no, them. No, no, particularly not at a young age when you're when you're watching it in a big in a cinema. You can't say that about time. Temple of Doom, though, can you? No, because it's obvious. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from that one guy squatting down over the handlebars and 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 yeah. and, and sort of like moving side to side. And if, it's very. Uh-huh. I tell you, go back and watch it. Right when he squats down and goes side to side, it always reminds me of. For some reason, the skeletons in Jason and the Argonauts, the way he just yeah. like, he does this like sideways motion as he, as he squats down. It was 84, well, by the way, Temple of Doom. It was a year okay. later. So I'm just reading a little piece here that talks about that uh, decision to use uh, rod animated puppets. And apparently it was based on the fact that because the bikes were filmed at a higher frame rate, they didn't have to worry about any complex animation or stop motion no, I gotcha. for them. They just went for that simple movement route because it was so quick mm-hmm. <laughs> that that at the time you wouldn't have stopped and looked at it. Mm. <laughs> Although they didn't obviously take into account, however many years, a certain number of years later, mm. <laughs> people like yourself and I <laughs> pour over it at frame by frame. Well, it's, it's not just us. <laughs> so many people do, don't they? Yeah. Absolutely. But again, it's uh, it just works. The other thing that, um, I mean, having just mentioned that the fact that they use kind of 12-inch dolls for some of the um, some of the model works, I've, I've literally just read that at the time there wasn't well, it still isn't. There wasn't a, a Scout Trooper 12-inch model, so they used the Boba Fett 12-inch uh, model to represent the um, the body and that of the Stormtroopers, which is really sad because I really wanted that for Christmas one year. <laughs> and, I, and I never got it because you couldn't get it. Because they bought them all up for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Blew them up. Yes. <laughs> Have you got anything else for us, Mark? Uh, just warmth and love. Okay, all right. (laughs) I've got one more thing, right? And I don't know if you know this. Um, Anyone listening to this that listens to Star Wars in character and is a long-time listener to Star Wars in character might know what I'm just about to talk about. Um, Have you got a book called The Sound of Star Wars? No. Right. It's it's a very good book. It's it's a very good book, very in-depth by Ben Burt, and it's one of these nifty things. Uh, It plays sounds. It's like a kid's, you know... um, read-along story and you press a button for a sound effect you know yeah and uh, so it's a very in-depth book and uh you read in it and when you reach the next sound effect you find that number press play and it'll play that sound effect so you know what he's talking about right mm-hmm. right years ago on star wars in character i don't know what episode it might have been they might have been talking about the scout troopers i don't know uh one of the guys i think it was tim right uh, had had this book and he found the sound effect for the speeder bike hitting the tree. Yeah. Right? And I'm going to play that now. Okay. Okay, if I can get my tablet to work because I want you to hear this, Mark, and I want you to hear this, listener. This apparently is in the sound mix. It's not the explosion. The explosion happens straight after it. But this is apparent... And this is it from Ben Burt's own mouth. This is the sound of a speeder bike hitting a tree. Are you ready? Go on then. Here we go. 
Now, did that come across? I've had to hold my tablet up to my mi- microphone. Shall I d- play it again? Ready? Please, please. <laughs> One more time, all right? Oh, yeah. That, according to Ben Burr, is the sound a speeder bike makes when it hits a bloody great redwood tree. I think you'll find that's an Ewak. <laughs> he squashed an Ewak. Stood, stood on one to get off yeah. the bike. <laughs> How weird. Now, I don't have my Sound of Star Wars book with me. I should have brought it downstairs, but uh, to actually tell you what that was, I'll put it on Facebook. But, Blumenick, that's not really... That, that, that doesn't conjure up a 120-mile-per-hour vehicle slamming into the side of a tree, does it? No. What was the, um, the sound of the speed of bike? Uh, originated from what would they what do they use now now, now right hang on I, I will cut this bit out but hang on a minute I'm going to go up and get my book hang on a minute Mark. hang on <laughs> right I'm back with the book Mark alright excellent and I thought as a treat because you've been a good boy today yeah I'm, I'm going to play you the sounds alright so the first one it says here speeder bike startup alright Um, He says, uh, while production was shooting in an Arizona desert, he, meaning Ben Burt, took a side trip to a local naval air station where he recorded Mm -hmm. a lot of great sounds as jets landed and took off. These roars became the basis for the speeder bike engine. So this is a speeder bike engine. You ready? Go on then. Well, we heard a lot of that in the film, didn't we? Yeah, it's, it's interesting, though, because that sounds like a jet engine. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> it's, it's, well, but it I know it sounds a really, really obvious thing to say, but it doesn't sound as jet engine-y. Jet engine-y? <laughs> I just make up words. Uh, jet engine yes. All right. In, in, this, in, the, in the sequence. Right, the next one I've got for you is speeder bike changing gears. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, has he got anything to say about it? No. So this is speeder bike changing gears. Did you get that yeah. all right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's very distinctive. That, right, isn't it? and here we are. So, speed biker scout hitting tree. Right. Now, it says here... For the sound of the Imperial Scout Trooper hitting a tree, Bert used several audio pieces. We had this idea that the impact would rupture the pressure seal of their outfits. Ah! Oh, okay, that makes more sense. Okay. He didn't just like, let out a little nervous fart. It's giving out a little fart, basically, <laughs> says Bert. You would hear a burst of air, which we decided to treat a little comically. A little oh, comically. That's just brilliant. <laughs> the simple effect was achieved by recording the air being let out of a balloon. Okay, yeah. For the body blow, Bert and his crew took a bundle of football equipment, shoulder pads, hip pads and helmets, and threw it on the ground and against the tree to simulate the trooper's body armour sound. All of that gave us the particular sound of the trooper being deflated. (laughs) One last time with that one, shall we? Yes, please. Got two, because you have been very good today. All right, and then we've got the uh, speeder bike explosion. (sighs) 
It, and it says, for the more violent co collisions with trees, the speeder bike endings were sourced from a tape labelled Copperhead Explosion, which was really an artillery piece from White Sands. This particular weapon fires an artillery shell that breaks open and sprouts fins for laser, gui laser guidance, creating a weird sound as it leaves the barrel. And that is this one. Yeah, so somewhere underneath wow. that bit is this one. All right. So there you go. There you go. I do recommend that bookmark. I'm, I'm, I don't know if it's still in print, but... Uh, if you, yeah. I just love the fact that if you take nothing away from this, other, other than the knowledge that when the, speed, the scout trooper hit the tree, he let out a little fart. Then... One of them. And the best thing about this book is you can read it in bed at night and do yeah. this all night long because there's a headphone socket. So you can just listen to that in stereo and you won't wake your wife up. I will because I'll be giggling. Yes. <laughs> so that's it. Um, that's us uh, done. All we've got to do now, Mark, is uh, give a rating out of 10. Hmm. In interesting. Interesting. That when I was thinking about this earlier. Because, I mean, yeah, it's a really exciting sequence. You look at it now, you know, the green screen, the matting's showing a bit. Um, there's a couple of little bits on it, which which just, I don't know, because it's an effect that's so, so used a lot. It's a little bit sort of mm. lame now of the overlay and stuff. That kind of lowers it a little bit for me. So I'm, I'm kind of sort of in about seven, seven and a half with it. Even though I crook, I like it as a sequence, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of really nice model work on it. As you've pointed out, you know, there's some obvious model work now mm -hmm. when you look at it. Great at the time, hasn't held up that well if you if you watch it sort of nowadays. So I'm going for about seven and a half. Mm, that's exactly what I've got. Well, there you go. Yeah, I I, I was going to make it only. You know, well, I, I was trying to balance it of you know the. The speed of it and everything is is really really good. Yeah, some of the compositing is a bit weak, but you then the speed of it, you know, and the fact mm. that there's no music and the editing is yes. really good. And the, you know, all these little mini segments of a sequence really stand out. You know, the lightsaber bit, you know, and yeah, and everything. And uh, yeah, no, seven and a half. I, I'll join you in a seven and a half. All right. Well, there we go. All right. Marvelous. Excellent. Well, 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 thank you for today, uh, Mark. Thanks for coming through the woods with me. No, no worries. Um, I, I don't know if I mentioned it to you before, but the Family Guy parody of this speeder chase is worth a watch as is well. Is it? Yes. I'll have to seek it out. I'll have to seek it out. <laughs> if you can find if you've got a copy of uh, something, something, something Dark Side, I believe is the episode. I, I, I will, I will, I'll have a rummage and see if I can find it. All right? Yeah. All right. Okay, um, Mark. Well, thank you very no, much for today. Thank you, and thank you for putting up with my giggling again. Oh, well, no. keep playing me fart noises. Yes. So go. Oh, come on. Giggling. It's a fart noise. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cheers fart there, noises, Fart noises and EWAC, and that's what I'm taking away from yeah. you. <laughs> indeed, indeed. All right. Brilliant. Cheers there, Mark. Right. Bye-bye. Thanks very much. Bye. Bye.